0: Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Dyrda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Jawad Khan, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Tufts Medicine. Jawad, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Happy to be here, Laura.
0: Now, I know uh, it's it's an exciting time in healthcare technology with all the different evolution of artificial intelligence and and different ways to connect both clinically as well as operationally, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Yeah, Laura, my name is Jawad Khan. Chief Data Analytics Officer at Tufts Medicine. I have been in um, provider space for over a decade now, working mostly in data analytics space. I have a um, computer software background, uh, worked in this area for almost 20 years now, and bring a lot of expertise into understanding, curating data, data solutions, data warehouses, And now, recently, a lot of um, data science related work using ML and AI. So I'm very happy to be here to have this discussion and um, talk about what we are doing at Tufts Medicine with respect to understanding our data and analytics and how we can bring about positive change in healthcare using data and analytics.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to, to learn more. Now, given your role, uh, Chief Data Analytics Officer, what are some of the big opportunities that you're seeing at Tufts, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on?
1: We are focused, first of all, to provide frictionless access to our patients. What I mean by that is understanding our patient populations more intimately, what modalities of care they would prefer and how they would like to access services that Tufts Medicine provides with respect to their care, their wellness, and in unfortunate cases, even their sickness. That's really our focus, has been our focus, and will be our focus for some time to provide the right access to our patients, understand how we can do capacity optimization for, for our patients so that they have access when they need and how they need, understanding what best work for them in terms of touch points in the health system. How is how are our referrals working today? How can we make that more efficient for people to get the right care at the right time? And also understand how we can provide a good, fully integrated um, care transition plan for our patients if in their journey they would need different types of care, whether it is care within our four walls of so hospital systems or whether it is care that we can provide them through our ambulatory services, and for some of our patients, how we can provide care for them at home. So along this journey, there are several touch points and transitions that happen. We are really focused on making sure that we understand how that journey is, how that best fits and works for our patients and provide them in a very frictionless fashion. That's our focus right now. We see a lot of opportunity in that area and also, like you said, headwinds. meaning how do we do that? How do we integrate technology? What type of right uh, interventions we provide for the patients? How do these transitions work? What, how smooth these transitions are? What information needs to become available for our physicians and our providers to make informed decisions about the transitions of care? Overall, we really, really focus on making sure access to care is frictionless for our patients.
0: Absolutely. I know that's so important in, in certainly being able to access um, care, in especially for those who traditionally have had a hard time accessing health care or have had a, a large number of barriers. I know that um, is so important today, leveraging technology and, and other means, partnerships, et cetera, to do that. So um, it's great to hear that's been such a focus area of yours. Now, when you look right now um, going forward, how are you thinking about growth and development and adding value to the overall organization? Technology and IT touches pretty much every department, every initiative from clinical to administrative to operations and and more. So, you know, what does that really look like for you? How are you thinking about growth and adding value?
1: Like we talked about access, these are all related um, topics. You know, access is important. And when we provide or when we aim to provide frictionless access for patients we are also trying to understand what does it mean what does it mean for our providers how are we addressing um, burnout for our physicians what are we doing how are we using and leveraging technology to make sure that we are making the back office work for our physicians smooth what are we doing to automate of the key areas where physicians really have a hard time, meaning instead of providing care to the patient, having a conversation, organic conversation with the patient about their care. Are physicians really doing that or sort of inundated with what they have to do with respect to completing the notes, Um, what they have to do with respect to make sure the charges are captured properly, documentation is complete. So we believe augmenting a lot of that work with proper technology, with key solutions that will help reduce the physician burnout, will also help us increase access in care. And that will really provide the growth and the value add to the organization, both from our health systems point of view, as well as being a patient focused organization from our patients point of view. The other thing that is key in understanding about you know, thinking and understanding about growth is really to sort of connect transformational research that's happening as test medicine with the actual care and actual operations within our, within our clinical departments. So how does that work? What research is being done? How that re- research can be translated into actual clinical operations today? What type of last mile integration is required? Those type of solutions we believe are very, very important and needs the needs to focus. If these initiatives are led by our we also believe that if these initiatives are led by our physicians, then it becomes so much more effective. So we are positioning all of our work today on these aspects of our our work, meaning how do we augment the work the physicians are doing with appropriate technology, with the right technology that's driven by our providers, how do we keep our patients center of that focus and provide the access that they need? We believe if we approach it from this perspective, it will allow the organization to grow as well as provide the right value that we would need to provide to our patients. Hence, um, Hence, making sure, again, coming back to this idea about providing frictionless care and tough Medicine's vision for providing frictionless access to the patients. That's how we are organizing ourselves, Laura.
0: Got it. That's really helpful to know and definitely is so interesting um, to, to think through that those access points and keeping patients at the center of the care. I know it can be easy sometimes to um, be distracted by some of the peripheral uh things happening around the healthcare space, uh, but but certainly keeping them front of mind in any decision you're making is, is um, really a helpful barometer, I'm sure, as you're trying to think through what, um, you know, is gonna be helpful, beneficial from the technology side as well as the strategic planning side, um, which is great to hear. Now, I know that there is a lot happening in healthcare. Um, it's unique time, both with resources on the financial side as well as personnel and staffing. So, you know, when you look at um, how, you are thinking through what you want to invest in, um, in, in in what risks you want to take moving forward. What really stands out to you? Um, what's still important to do right now, even as many organizations are tightening their budgets and really trying to figure out how they can um, move forward in, in uh, during financial challenging times.
1: Well, that's that's a great question. It's a very important question to ask, and I'll tell you why. Many times when you see how things are changing around you, specifically with respect to, as you started uh, introducing this podcast, about what AI is bringing in or how it is affecting for uh, our industry, specifically the healthcare industry. It is very important to understand and note that we don't want to implement technology or the next shining tool out there just for the sake of doing that. We want it to be more purposeful. We want it to be more driven again to provide the right access to our patients. So we evaluate from that perspective. We understand and believe that all of the innovation that needs to happen around healthcare has to be organically grown from within the organizations and from that focus of the patient. So, so that's, that's how we are orienting and finding our investments. We are making purposeful investments in areas of technology, that are really, really meaningful for the change, that will bring very transformational and positive change for, our, for both, like I said, for both our patients and also our providers, including the leadership within the organization, our key healthcare leaders that are running and managing the operations for them, providing proper tools that are meaningful, that are led by actual problem solving solutions is the key. So our focus always has been to understand what that is. How do we take the technology today? the new innovations, the AI, the ML work that has been done. How do we understand that from the context of our problem that we're trying to solve, what is at hand and how does it apply to the problem? And if it really helps us bring the technology that to solve the specific problem, then we are all for it. We'll go ahead and make a very aggressive approach to make that problem, uh, to actually use that solution to solve the problem. So, so that, that is, that's why it's such an important question. We really want to, embrace the changes that are coming um, with the technology we want to embrace it in a way that it is purposeful and meaningful and brings about a real difference now what do I mean by that I actually would want to use specific examples in our case like I was talking about access right we are in we are using methods and ways now to help our patients get access to our providers, by doing a lot of MLAI work, because that's our key area of focus. We believe that if we can provide sentimental analysis of patients, what patient wants, what what diagnosis or what symptoms they're presenting to bring a problem, map them to specific specialty, and within that specialty, identify the patient, our providers who are subject matter experts for the, for the care of plan in that specific specialty, we would want to match them to that specific patient. Again, making those touch points with the healthcare system very efficient and effective. We believe that using technology to solve such a problem would be an amazing and a purposeful endeavor. And hence our focus on bringing in machine learning AI-based technologies to improve scheduling, improve capacity management, improve access to our patients to the right care, right care that they need that, that's how we are organizing ourselves. We are really looking at technology and the innovation that is coming about, and we are embracing it in a very purposeful, meaningful fashion to bring about real changes in, in how we are providing solution. Does that help, uh, Laura, in, in, with your question?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, and it is really powerful to hear and understand the thought process there in, in how you really evaluate the technologies and in, in the different initiatives that you dive into, because as you mentioned, you know, it really has to have a clear case for improving patient care in um, making things easier for the clinicians and, you know, adding value to the overall organization. So um, that, that's really amazing to hear and definitely something to be excited about and be proud of. And you know, before we wrap up our discussion, I, I wanted to look into the future just a bit more as well. Where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth and development after yourself as chief data analytics
1: officer as well as the teams that you work with? Yeah, so I would actually just add a couple of points to what we just talked about and segue into your into your last question. As we look into technology, as we embrace AI and ML, we are also um, very aware that there are ethical issues of how we need to implement AI. Um, we want to make sure that our implementation of AI and ML and any new technology for that matter uh, is more augmented, provides the physicians the type of solutions they may need to make their, um, make their work much effective and easy. The second is we want to make sure we augment it in a way that it helps our patients. It's very, very important that we keep that in mind. Last but not the least, we are also focused on making sure that there is ethics um, at play. We also make sure we understand that all the solutions are, I said this before and I repeat, it's very important that these are all driven by our providers. They're physician-driven solutions, not necessarily technology-driven solutions. We, we strongly believe that technology is an enablement for our physicians to bring about the right type of services that they may want to provide the patients. So having said that, now coming back to your question about what are the best opportunities for growth in the future? It's really like I said, too, we want to meet our patients where their needs are. That's really where the opportunities are. Today, in traditional healthcare, most of the services were driven by, you know, like sick care. They were driven towards taking care of patients who were mostly sick. We want to shift that. We really want to become a health system where we are engaged with our patients along their journey. As long as they're, you know, as, an, as long as they're healthy, we want to be integrated in their journey at that point and understand how we can help them stay healthy. We want to help provide them best care. Apart from providing sick care, we want to provide them a way that they can stay healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy for as long as they need to and only help them obviously when they're sick or not only help them obviously when they're sick. We want to be part of their entire journey. Our patients, we understand this shift from patients that are also consumers and they may interact with health system Ask customers sometimes when they need to, ask patients other times when they need to. We need to realize that all of us, regardless of who and where we are, we are patients. We all are getting um, old <laughs> every day, every hour, right? So that that understanding and, and making sure that you're connected with the patients throughout the journey is where, I believe, the best opportunity is. We really just don't want and wait for the patients to get sick and come to the hospital. That used to be the traditional way of thinking and we want to shift that. We want to be connected with the patients in the entire journey for, you know, as, as long as we are connected with them, we believe that we will be able to help them stay healthy for as long as they need to. So that's really the focus. In, in, in a nutshell, we want to be able to meet our patients where their needs are and be connected with, the, with our customers throughout their journey uh, of their being well.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it is really helpful to think through um, what that patient journey looks like and being very supportive of them. From your perspective, how has that paradigm shift happened? Obviously, the technology can support it, but in in looking at the teams that you work with and, um, you know, just the the culture at Tufts, uh, has it been pretty easy to adopt that patient-centered mindset? Or, um, you know, have you had to try different tactics? And, and has it really been a journey um, to get to where you are today?
1: No, it is definitely a journey. I, I, I don't think it is easy. But at the same time, I don't think that it is impossible. It, it just requires a focus. It requires a mindset. It requires that culture to be permeated um, within the institution. And leadership at Tufts Medicine is very focused on that um so it is it is it is definitely doable we have made a lot of progress in that area i am not saying that we are there yet but we will get there as long as we are intentional about it as long as we are focused um, continue to keep uh, stay focused i believe we'll get there and uh, and i have all confidence uh, with with the team that i work with uh with the leadership that i work with that if anybody can do it, this is the team that can do it. And and hopefully we will hopefully we are already showing some of those outcomes and we'll continue to show positive outcomes in that area.
0: Fantastic. Joan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person as well at our Health IT, Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October. I know a lot of these things we talked about today are really going to be front and center of the conversations to dig even deeper into these themes and have a more robust conversation around them. So I'm looking forward to it, and thank you so much for your time today.
1: It was a pleasure, Laura. Thank you so much. Yes, looking forward to seeing you.